Welcome to the show, ladies and gents. You are with Adrianosaurus. I've got my co-host Nathan from the Supercoach Guns here. That's a classic song. That's the Fox League one. Makes me feel like, um, you know, doing a Kenty. Oh, I don't give a rats about the peanut gallery. And the, they're the keyboard warriors. What do you think I am? You know, I think you're a journalist, mate. That's what I think you are. You should care about the, the people on the Twitter who think you're, you're an idiot. Um, Nathan, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, we've got a bit to go through, don't we? Much like uh, last time, it's very, it's a lot. Of, lot, lot has happened. A lot has happened. It's never a dull moment in the old uh, NRL uh, space, is there? Um, and yeah. we're obviously doing the big, uh, you know, podcast on center wings, which is a big position in Super Coach. It's really coming down to it now, where we're getting ready to f- for season launch. Hopefully, if they work out all their pay dispute stuff. Um, <laughs> But look, it, it's it's a big one because center wing is where every year it's one of those ones where there's lots of different ways you can go about it. Um, you can really muck it up to catch you. So yeah. it'll be a big show. Let's kick it off with the the news. Um, we've got um, Josh Schuster who's going to miss um, the round one and a half injury. It's really made it all. He was the most owned player in Supercoach, and we covered him on yesterday's program, didn't we? But um, what do you do? Now, because I've I've been very um, you know, I've been outspoken saying his better value is in the in the five eight position because there's yeah. not a lot of options in there. And now that he's gone, it's really hard to find another option there. Oh, oh yeah, no, I'm I've been stumped. I, I I sat down last night and I was like, okay, let's let's carve out a good hour here to figure out how to negate Josh Schuster. And the answer I came up with was either go to Kalen Ponger and sacrifice all your second row depth and start hot good every week or uh, bring in Tamare Martin and uh, just butcher for some forward depth. There's just no good answer. Tamare Martin, like, what am I thinking, right? But he might be, like, all he needs is a couple of good games. He makes, he can get up to a full 5,500 by some miracle and then I can, Take, him, take him down and I can get 260000 out of him for Schuster. Yeah. Look, if you've got him in second row, it's nice and easy. You know, yeah. but if you've got him in 5-8 position, it's a little bit of a curly one. Or option curly three one. is my thought is you just accept that you're not going to make money as quick. We're always you, – you're losing one game because everyone was going to lose him for game two. He wasn't going to yeah. make – he wasn't going to make money till round four. He's just going to make it now in round five. You are yes, money making money is important, of course. If there was a reasonable option, of course you'd do it. Saving yeah. the trade um, and not butchering your team are, I think, good options. And you're making money one week later. If you've set up your team correctly, you should be making enough money elsewhere that this little bit of money that you're going to miss by holding Josh Schuster from the first round could um, just be a blip, a little tiny blip 
where you get to save a trade and there is no better alternative. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think you're spot on, but it's just, it's going to, we, we, I want to find it. I will still be looking for an answer, right? I'll be looking for a way to make sure that I can have everything I want and have a playing 5-8, two playing 5-8s, because there is an opportunity there to make an extra eighty, ninety, a hundred thousand dollars yep. yep. whilst Schuster's still getting up to that third game. Yeah, you and know? it is and it's so perfect too, because if you've got an underperforming second row forward or or your five eight, you can, you've got a yeah. downgrade. So yeah. yeah, I mean in a perfect world you want to do something if you can. Um we'd love to get um Katoa from the Dolphins there if you oh, I mean that'd be just perfect. Yeah. Okay. Right this is right around when Luke Metcalf would have been pretty handy, you know. A guy that could easily force his way into the round one team, you know. Uh, he would have been perfect. If Adam Reynolds is out for a fair bit of time, just quietly, I might pick Josh Jock Madden for a little bit. I might yeah. do it. Yeah, well, that's it. It could be just a little stepping stone to Josh Schuster and you just get your money-making going yeah. away, you know. Um, I was telling you off-air about the old Canberra Raiders. Aren't we a weird bunch, the Canberra Raiders? And um, there's a, there's an ad for lawyers where Josh Papali's gone um, in to get a mole removed. They open up the curtain. He's got a couple of big titties on him. They've accidentally given him big tits. I think later in the ad... Um, the great man, Laurie Daly, the schnoz gets electrocuted as well. That's so Canberra Raiders. Any other sort of news? We obviously saw all of those. We were live um, on our last podcast with all the live changes come in. Yeah. Um, has that affected your trades? I think we should just kick off and do very quickly because we've got a big show. Yeah. Where your, te- where your team is at. And I'll give wow. you where my team is at. I might get you to go first. No worries. Time. Well, the the bloke I've traded in and out of my team more than any other player in the whole um, preseason is Harry Grant. He's gone again. <laughs> Poor <laughs> Harry. Um, look, for me, uh, just my um, attitude of where I think I want to spend the money this year keeps changing. And, and looking at those Melbourne Storm uh, in the trials, they look a little uh, – the things that we feared about the, the Melbourne Storm, maybe not. it's not all doom and gloom, Um but it looks a little bit more no frills, doesn't it? And I think yeah. um, someone like the cheese could really be within for, for the, for the $400,000 that you'll save. He'd be yeah. between 10 points of him, I reckon. Um, yeah. so I've gone the cheese and I've got, I've still got Tanner Boyd on the bench. Um, look, Tanner Boyd and, and cheese is a real saving in there. And, and I'm not going to really play Tanner Boyd. Um, ideally it's going to be the cheese. And I'm just going to hope that he's within reaching distance of, um, Grant, all those people that spent an extra 400,000 in him are like, Oh, I should have just gone the cheese. Um, Christian Welsh and, and Utikamano are still in my front row. Yes. It's cut price. I haven't gone with a, 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 a real expensive one in there. I must say I was a little bit tempted with Tuppany, um, getting the jewel to, to go Tuppany. I, I really rarely ever own Raiders players. So I was a little bit tempted. Um, Sean Kepi got the jewel. So I've, I've pumped him in on the bench, uh, with Moali, um, because you know, there's a little bit of movability, I guess, um, with him potentially moving forward. If you, you know, with the, with the jewel, I don't know if I love um, his output that he's done in the past, but he did start the recent trial in in lock. Um, Cam Murray, Dave Fafita, and Teague Wilton in my secondary. Yes, it's beefy. Um, really, I've got two big, um, expensive guys, and I, I like what I saw from Teague. Um, in that game, some people have been saying to me, "Oh, well, it was only twenty-eight or whatever in base." They absolutely flogged them. 
you know, how much base is he going to get when they're just constantly scoring tries and the balls, you know, this is not, wasn't one of those games. Um, so I'm, I'm quite happy to have him in there. The Sharks look good to me. Um, Jermaine Hopgood, uh, Matt Dory, um, and I've gone with Sean Bloor in there for the moment. Um, I, in some of my other teams, I had Ben Murdoch, Masilla, but I, I'm leaning at the moment towards holding Josh Schuster, and he's a perfect loop. I can loop yeah. him for the first couple of weeks. Um, Nathan Cleary and, and, and Nico Hines, I'm bolted onto that now. Uh, everything I've seen in the trials and any other options yeah. that I have, I'm like, well, that looks ugly. I'm going to go with um, Cleary and Hines. Dewey, uh, uh, we talked about him on the Halves podcast. I think he stuck his head uh, ahead of Burton for mine. Um I currently have Schuster in there um, unless I can work out some other way to bloody do it. And look, the most likely thing I would do is going to be, well, we'll get down to my center wings and probably be a sacrifice there to maybe get him up to an actual, you know, a Burton or something like that. But um, it's Schuster at the moment, Val Holmes. He actually, I, I realized that I've had him in my team for the longest time, a slice of the Cowboys, <laughs> a slice of Val He's a beautiful man. He's going to kick goals, and I reckon he's going to score tries as well. Um, yeah. Val Holmes is in there. I've got Brian Tor. That's why I got rid of Harry Grant. That's why I'm still hold, holding Schuster because I have two premium center wingers now. I think that Brian's going to go back to the left. I don't think it's actually all that much um, important if he's left or right. I think the right looks pretty tasty over there on that right side as well. And because of what, you know, Garner and stuff over that other side, and now you lose May, maybe they do go back to the right a little bit more. I still think they'll be left-centric. But what I like about the Brian Tottle pick is that with no tail and May now, all those grunt runs out of their own territory, I think Brian's are going to go up a considerable percent this year. Yeah. Now because they're going to put a lightweight on the other wing. So Brian's going to take a lot of that load. And we know that that's, that's Brian. That's the Brian we know and love. Um, yeah. Charles, Charles Nickel, Clockstar. Um, I did when I was off me tits on Instagram. I said um, people can pick a player. I'll start with this, <laughs> um, start the year. And they picked uh, Isaac Thompson. I can still change and get him in, so don't worry. I just haven't got him in there at the moment. Um, and Taruva's in there. I don't think it's going to be Taruva necessarily, but it's going to be someone cheaper than him if it's not him. And whoever it is is going to be in my team. Um, yeah. Just too much value in such a good team. Alamotti, Cam Pereira, Warbrick, mate. Uh, of all the people I've watched um, in the cheapy category, I mean, Cam Pereira was pretty exciting, but I was equally as excited watching Warbrick run around. I hope he gets the round one um, start. Tedesco yep. and Dravojevic has not changed. That's my team. All righty. Well, I've got to say, in the time, whilst you were um, reading out your team, which I was listening, please know, <laughs> I, I've made a considerable amount of changes. <laughs> you were just changing live as I was talking. Yeah. All right. All right. Go for Here it. There you go. So my hookers are Brandon Smith and Tanner Boyd. There's yep. no Harry Grant. Yep. And interesting to know, Tanner Boyd doesn't quite crack my 17. So he's an M- he's not in my 17 right now. All right. Um, front rowers are Jake Draboyevich and Stefano. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, now I've got to get your opinion on this. Is Emre Gula going to start at front row with Tarpany at lock? Well, I think so. That's what I think. Okay. Yeah. Well then, yeah, I've got Gula and Mawali because I need a decent starting front rower for round two and I can't really play Mawali when, because, you know, I've got Jake Trevojevic, right? He's yeah. got to buy round two. 
Yep. Currently, I originally had Sean Kepi there, and I realised, well, they're both on the bye the same week. Yeah. So I'd have to play Moali, and I don't really plan on doing that. Yep, fair enough. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, probably the yeah. same sort of price point as Lean You, isn't he? And he, he's been in, on the improve. I just don't know if he's going to get huge minutes. Um, yeah, I, I, I take, I'd take Lean You if he had 30 minutes. That's all he needs, really. Yep. But I just don't know if he'll get it. Um, then second row, I've got Cameron Murray, Teague Wilson, and Ellie Katawa as my starting back rowers. Yep. I've then got Trent Lorero, Jermaine Hopgood, and Matthew Dory with yep. – Jermaine Hopgood earning my first reserve. Um, then I've got Nathan Cleary and Nico Hines. That feels pre-rostered on, like you said. Uh, then I've got Dewey and Kalen Ponga. Yeah, Kalen. I mean... I figured, yeah. We talked about him, didn't we, yesterday? We did. I, I, was, kind of, I was much more negative yeah. on him than you were, but I've people have been talking to me and saying... You know, it's kind of like Dave Fafita. Like, even if he sucks, like if we think that Dewey is doing great, he's gonna score sixty-five. Ponga, even if he sucks, will score fifty-five. Ado. So, yeah. You know, there's a bit of that. There's a bit of that. I'm just not my luck. You know, he might. Hopefully, he can bring that attacking spark that he's known for in Supercoach. Because last year was his worst Supercoach year by a long time. Yeah, for a so long you, time you've, and, you've yeah. gone and punted Schuster and you've um yeah. it looks like you might have sacrificed up there in the second row, you know, to well, get the cash. I think it's Hooker in the end. Oh yeah. I think Tanner Boyd from Harry Grant to Tanner Boyd has got me from Schuster to Ponga and then yep. maybe beefed up my second row a little bit. Yep. Because Loyero's not in that seventeen either. Um then center wings are Val Holmes, Isaac Thompson, Charles Nickel Cookstar, Sunia Taruva. Who I think, as a general rule of thumb, right, even if we think that McLean will get the start, own Taruva until you can see it's confirmed. So I own Taruva until Tangs Tuesday, because then yep. that way you're not trying to find money to yeah, get you bank, up to Taruva. You bank 75K for if you, you bank 75K. Yep. And we'll, we'll get to that later. But uh, then I've got Alamotti, Camperero, Warbrick, and then Turbo, Petty, fullbacks. So a, it's really yeah. just that little technical change at 5-8 in the hooker. Yeah, I think that, I mean, I've obviously got one more premium in the centre wingers and I've got one more premium in the um, second row. Um, I think, and you've probably spent up, you know, well, to, to a Gerbo, I think Welsh will probably do the same as Gerbo. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, I think they're probably pretty settled. We've got enough differences to be to go with our own sort of strategy, which I like. Um, all right, well, we might as well move it on to the, the main talking point of our show, and that is the center wingers. It's a real interesting one. Um, when I, you know, when you first see the, the, the picker open and we talk about who we thought was going to be in teams for this year, everyone was going with all cheapies pretty much, weren't they? A lot of 300 yeah. cases. We've watched trials. We've seen things. I had Perham in there for the longest time, and I just couldn't bring myself to have him in my team, um, you know, after watching him in the trials. Um, and I think the fit of what people are going with, you know, I'm listening to a few podcasts, and, you know, we everyone's like, oh, yeah, this strategy, of there's lots of great middies. Well, actually, let's let's do a bit of a look at these some of these middies um, and, and cheapies and, and reassess whether we want to put a gun or two in there. That's probably why... I've gone back to the old um, well and thought of a different way of doing it. I've popped a couple of, um, you know, premium second rowers and a couple of premium center wingers into the team because it's a tried and true method, isn't it? Um, and I don't yeah. know if I'm in love with as many of the um, cheaper ones that are out there. But 
let's um let's let's go and, and we'll just start an, originally with the higher owned ones and then we'll get into the high priced and work our way down because let's talk about some of the ho- highest owned ones and why we like or dislike them number one is paul alamotti um he yeah. is at 46.7 percent that's i mean he's the the most ironed on one out of every, all of them i reckon in there he's going to start the year he looks yeah. like an absolute likely thing um and I really just um, he, what a godsend having him available for round one this year. He should be in everyone's team, yeah. really. I mean, the, just the, the situation that we might get four basement price center wings mm-hmm. playing from round one with, let's be honest, fairly good job security as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, isn't that, 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 all these people that say just wait for TLT, mate. You might as well. Isn't that so true? Because uh, as injuries occur and things happen in the preseason, it can be yeah. totally different by TLT. But look, hey, you might as well. Just, we I can still change with team and TLT, guys. Um, look, number uh, two on the list for ownership is Khan Pereira. Um, mate, he looked good. He's not got a real base on him, but he's he's like an AJ, isn't he? Um, yeah, he can finish a try. He's got a bit of speed about him, and the. You know, they're like a poor man's south in attack. They can put on some yeah. points, those Titans. So on the end of um, an attacking um, team like the Titans, yeah. he, he's he's uh, 43.3% seems completely fair enough to me. He could probably be more. I guess people are probably just wondering to see if he's going to get um, the start. He's, he started there in every trial. I'm sure he's going to be yeah. around one. Well, he's been the talk of the preseason out of the Titans that Carl Pereira will start there round one. And yep. I think we did a profile on him, on him on our Instagram page and his base is kind of like just standard winger, you know. He'll do 12, you know, 10 to 15 hit-ups a game. Yep. He won't, he's not a tackle buster, but he's a very good finisher. Yeah, I mean, um, there is a few I think we're players, seeing that, aren't we? Yeah, there's a few players due back in Kelly and stuff, but I just, I think they were on the outer already. Yeah, you know? they were. Um, like you could tell from last year, they would they kept chopping and changing that back line despite putting up points. So uh, I think Khan Pereira is the person they've been crying out for. And, well, he's done a very good job so far, hasn't he? He's near, he scored seven tries in two games or something. Yeah, well, that's it. You see some players that just – because he's on the wing too, which you got these yeah. fast, great finishing guys work, and he he, he suits their, um, their style. Um, yeah. Number three on the list is Chans Nickel Clockstar. He's 38.1. He's fullback center wing um, jewel, which is handy. He's going to be playing in fullback. He hasn't really set the world alight in the trials, has he? And I mean, um, I reckon he he would have been a chance of missing, um, you know, if if there wasn't that injury there to Metcalf. Yeah, I mean, to be fair to him, he played like what one half? Did he mm. play like? Yeah, he played one half of a gaming trial. So we don't we don't have a full rating on how he was, but. Yeah, it it was uninspiring. What the eye test was uninspiring. He was a bit slow, you know, not not quite as many uh, meters, run meters as I would have liked in that one half. But you know, we can live with that. He's a cheapie. He's in the center wings. There will be plenty of other candidates if he does fail to fire early on. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've I've tried to in in you know I'm I'm building my team, if I can get a fullback in there and someone playing fullback is fine. I've tried to not get as many wingers as, as, as I can. And I like getting centers because they get the last pass and, and get the try um, assist. 
So, um, look, Chance is going to start in fullback, and I think, you you know, it's a fairly safe pick for 40 points. You know, you're not going to get a whole bunch of single digits, I don't reckon. Um, but the next guy on the list for ownership, I think you could get a little single, single digits. Uh, Hamaso, um, Tabuai, Fado at 31.3%. A third of the players in our super coach game are starting with the hammer. Yeah, look, I see why, because... He's an exciting player to watch and a fullback. Oh, and not, in, got not in the most recent form. trial. It didn't look like it. Yeah. No, like you just, you know, you know what I mean? Like if you take out that trial in the pre the preseason hype, it's like Hammer can be a very electric NRL player and he's now at fullback and he's yep. constantly starting, right? Yeah. Well, that might be, I think he will be near 17 for the whole season. Don't get me wrong. I think he's definitely one of their better players. I question whether or not he will be at fullback the entire season with Tessie New lurking. I feel like, just quietly, despite the fact that I've said that I would like Hammer at fullback, I think Tessie is the better fullback. Mm. Yeah, because I think thing? he I... adds more. I think Hammer at centre adds more to their team than Tessie at centre. And Tessie at fullback adds more to their team than Hammer at fullback. Yeah, I'm sure I'm... Wayne will realise it, but... Yeah. I'm not I'm not fully sold on, on the hammer at fullback, to be quite honest. You know, yeah. it's just I mean, just little flashes of it. I mean, they just need there's so much more to the fullback game. But look, um people I wonder if sorry, no, you go. I'm saying if you know, if you want to go chance, he's probably not gonna score a hell of a lot more than the hammer, or and the hammer has a bigger ceiling. Absolutely he's got a bigger ceiling. Yeah. Chance. But he does have a much lower floor than chance. I yeah. feel like chance is the kind of guy that I can say on his worst days, he might get, you know, high 20s, early 30s. Whilst with the hammer, he could turn out a nine, you know? Yeah. And just on the hammer, I wonder if he's more of a 5'8", because it's it's less, it's less better suited to him. He can defend reasonably well in the front line. He doesn't have to do 15 to 20 hit-ups a game, you know, and he's still got the ability to get closer to the football and create. Yeah, I mean, it just doesn't really have a very good passing game from what I've seen either. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, I agree yeah. with you. I think that maybe if you got him on the, in the centres, he can just run straight lines. And, you know, as they're sliding and stuff, I reckon he could slip through gaps and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just unsold on him. Um, And, well, again, it's yeah. the fear of the nines, uh, the fear of the under-10 scores that um, yeah. has got me just giving him a skip for the moment. Um, yeah, in saying that, very sorry, it's very easy I, to, to bring him in round three, isn't it? If he does absolutely, yeah. If he's if he's looks like he's going to make money, then you can do it. And these people, a third of the game, got the jump on us for starting with him. I just think that the chances of him going a couple of single digits and then you having to offload him at three is the one where I'd like to put my chips on. Um, yeah. The next one on the list, we've talked about some cheap ones in there, which makes a lot of sense, obviously, because you got to you got to plug those into your center wing. We've gone to an expensive one in Valentine Holmes. I did just talk him up a little bit in the old Ados team. Val's at 29.7%. Val is 724,000. He's only center wing this year. The Cowboys have a have an absolute ripping start. He's a goal kicking center and, and I think he's improved um you know exponentially from the start of his his, his journey into the centers. Towards you know, like up to elite level, playing in 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 rep footy in the centres, um, he's got to surely be um scoring well to start the year. Yeah, I mean, you look at that soft draw, and all I see is like a mountain of points coming Valentine Holmes' way. 
I think he's going to be one of your rostered on players. If you're if you're going to restart your team after TLT, like your clear team, I think he's one of your first picks. You'll want to build around him in your set of wings for sure. Yeah, well, when I decided that I was going to go with um, our premium, it was Val. And then, I mean, I've moved on from there to go to two premiums and I've gone with Tottle as soon as I knew that um, is your chance of going back to the left. But Val is going to kick a lot of goals. Um, I think they're going to start hot. Um, the Cowboys, he is the only slice of Cowboys that I'm taking. Uh, so I'm going to take that Val run um, this year and I'm going to put him in my team. He is a high price. Um, and, and, and if people were going to choose, well, let me ask you that. Would you choose him ahead of, um, to or would you take the saving now that, you know, Brian's back most likely to the left and he's, well, especially, like I said, the most, um, poignant thing about him is that he's going to get those runs. And I reckon tackle breaks are going to be up this year for Brian. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll play a little bit of devil's advocate on Brian, shall I? Yeah. When Taylor May went down. Taruva moved from right centre to left wing, right? Yep. Not Toto to the left. And also, Taruva is a base that beast himself. He's a runner as well. He might be a featherweight, but he, he didn't he? He ran, he ran for like 200 metres a game in the World Cup at fullback for Fiji. He's just, he's Dylan Edwards light, essentially. Um, yeah, so I I'm mean, going to play devil's it's... advocate and say his base doesn't change from last year. Yeah, I reckon Taruva with a bit of space coming from fullback um, is different than grunt meters out of your own area where the defense is a little bit closer to you. Maybe the initial run back, yeah. But I think Brian will take a lot of first tackle runs and stuff, which I don't see Taruva doing. Um, And also, if it's not Taruva that gets the run, I think the other two are right side specialists. So Brian is a good chance that he'll go back to the left if it's one of those. Um, But anyway, we're on... um, uh, on Val, um, you're gonna tick. You're gonna give a tick to Val. I just reckon if you're going premium, yeah. he probably looks like the guy, and yeah. that's ownership that could hurt you. I reckon. Um, yeah. just a tick under thirty percent. Yeah, no, definitely. I think you want Val. You need to prioritize Val. He's up there in terms of importance with Nathan Cleary, Nico Hines, and Teddy and Turbo. In my opinion. Yeah, I think if you're getting in, the, if you're in a head-to-head and someone's got Val and and you haven't, and you're you're there relying on a Perum or a or a Hammer, you're like, well, I've lost this. I mean, you might have other, might be ahead of them because you've got better things in your the rest of your team. Um, number f- uh, six for ownership. This is I'm I'm still going on with this because these are high ownership guys. We're still in the twenties. Um, Jack Howard, second row forward, center winger. He's a bottom price cheapie at two hundred k. Um, twenty five point five percent. You've got to get rid of him, haven't you? Yeah. Well, he was at forty, so people have are getting rid of him now. I think some of them thought that he, like myself, that he might start, uh, for the storm round one, but it just doesn't look that way, does it? It doesn't. Um. So I just think at this point in time, there's a lot of uh, number. We we just said there's four possible bottom price GPs. So get one of them, um, and and away you go. Um, Brian Toto, eighteen point seven. That's jumped. Um, yeah. Obviously, the news of of May. Um, I just think um, there's it, well, you can debate whether it's how much how much of a pro it is for Brian. I don't think it should be the just the deciding factor of whether you go with Brian. For me, it was enough to pull the trigger. The possibility of going back to the left, when we do know it's just naturally for them, it's more of a left-centric attack. They just naturally go that way. Um, and I do think that he will get some more runs. He just, 
you know, Taruva is a light body and he, he I, I think he will still run. I think, he, you, you know, if they kick it down into a corner, Taruva will run it back. I think Brian will do that, but he'll also take first runs, you know, on that Taruva run. He'll take the first run after that. Um, so I, I see a lot of ticks towards Brian now to just put it into, take it from pencil into pen. That's what I what I got once I saw the news. Mm. Yeah, I um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I I think it depends. If we get four basement price center wings, are you going to run two gun center wings, a mid range center wing, and four cheapies, or are you going to go with two two mid higher cheap higher range cheapies, a gun, and four basement center wings? I'll go two guns, um, a midi, and 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 the four um, bottom price. So you'll probably only own one of Chances of a Cook Star and Isaac Thompson then. Yep, yep, only one for me. Um, okay. Look, I just think Brian this year. We just saw last year he had an injury affected year, so I think he's unders anyway. You know, and now yeah. he was he was unders anyway. He, if his body's fit. I mean, look, the, uh, it wasn't great what we saw from the Panthers, was it? They looked a little rudderless without um, Appy in there uh, and mm. Kikau as, an, as a weapon on the um, edge. But I just don't see Brian not succeeding this year. I think Brian will succeed this year. And oh, yeah. at six in the new money, 624 is an absolute steal for Brian Toll. Anyway, we've, we've talked about him enough. Um, next one on the list actually surprised me. Um, and I don't exactly hate it, to be quite honest. Um, 17.2%. Joseph Suali'i. Yeah. You're the Roosters um, fan. Talk to me I, about him. They, I mean, if I was... Mate, how traumatic is it going to be for people on that side? I'll just be putting up crossfield kicks and bombs all all day long to those two. Look, I can tell you now that in 2024, we might have the tallest back line in the NRL. <laughs> Dominic Young, Joseph Suwali, Daniel Tupo, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Manu. Um, Manu, yeah, that's the name. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, pretty good player. Pretty good <laughs> yeah. player. Just, just um, looking at one of their better players. Um, no, I think Suwali, Suwali, sorry. Um, I think his base will, I don't know. I've heard some people say his base goes down, but is that that's not normal for a centre. Usually no. you, you might have a few less runs, but you usually get more tackles. So I think his yeah, base and I mean, might and stay also, the same. Of all the people that could play in the centres, I mean, these crossfield kicks, that they'll come across and I reckon – Tupu could take it, but Suwali Suwali'i might grab it anyway because he's such a great leaper. He might just yeah. take some of Tupu's tries because he's just, they're both tall timbers. Whoever's can get the grab or grab it. And it might just go to Suwali'i first before it could have got, and Tupu would have got it as well. Yeah. I think yeah. he'd still take runs. He's a real strong runner. He doesn't mind yeah. doing the grunt work as well. Um, To me, um, he's probably got attributes that Brian doesn't for sure. You know, a lot of them, uh, and he's cheaper than Brian. So their ownership is really sim similar. Um, and, you know, people are probably, um, you know, we lost Gus out of there as well. So they own Brandon Smith and Teddy. And, and maybe some people are like, all right, well, I'm happy to get up to three. And Suali is going to be one of them. I was on a pod. I did a podcast with my old friends from BJ on game day. I did Josh and Brent. I did two little separate podcasts with them just talking because Josh, he, only he did his team pick a team. He's not touched it ever since. So I thought mm -hmm. that'd be a good podcast to chat with somebody who has not been fiddling with their team. Um, and Brent, one of the things I loved about their show was that they um, talk a lot of pods. They were really, um, they were really 
oh, let's not go the road that everyone else is going. Let's not have the cookie cutter teams. And they always used to really hunt for pods. So I had a chat with Brent last night about pods and players that we liked. Um, and he had um, Suwali'i in his team for that exact reason. And I, I can't poo-poo it because I really think that he could be um, – you know, a good a good scoring player. I've got no fears of him going over in the centres. I think that side looks dynamic. Yeah, no, I think you're right. And um, it'll be interesting to see how his base works, but I think it stays the same. And I think maybe he scores slightly less tries, but I feel like he'll get more assists. And yeah, he gets some try assists. Yeah, he will. Yeah. And, you know, it, he could still score the same amount of tries if. Uh, if we are, if the Roosters are really clicking. Yeah. I mean, to me, if you're, uh, you know, I, I, Val is my locked in and I could easily take a slice of either Tor or, or um, Suwali and go with whichever one my gut sort of says and just go and go on a ride. It'll be fun. And, you know, the thing is, um, well, they're both at ownership. I think they're that, you know, not a lot of, I think Brian's will end up getting higher, you know, probably past Suwali, you know, and I think that he'll probably be in the more pod out of the two players. Hayes Perham, 16.5. He is going to be playing fullback. But, oh, mate, I just couldn't find a way to have him in my team after what I've seen from him in um, in this preseason. Yeah. It's uh, the All-Stars game. He looked okay and he was busy. He didn't look out of his depth. And then he comes into this trial game against Cronulla and just got exposed. Yeah. Um, I, I just wonder if... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Cameron Seraldo will stick with him long term at fullback. I feel like Jake Avarello might get the fullback spot back by like round six, round seven, because like we all know that Stephen Crichton's going to be the back, the back for them next year, right? So why not at least give Avarello a bit another year there to either boost his own value on the open market or um just plies trade and get, get better as a footballer and take some of these skills to centre next yeah. year. Yeah. Oh, I mean, look, I don't know. We're not there and Sorello's supposed to be a real talented coach. Yeah, he must I've... have seen something, but we I've not seen a goddamn thing that says to me that he's going to be good there. So anyway, maybe he's just got off to an unlucky start. Who knows? But I yeah. just can't have him. And if I'm if he does start better than what we've seen in the in the preseason, um, I'll adjust down to him. You know, um, he's 370, so he's probably on the upper scale of of midi around that area as well. But he is at 16.5. Um, I just don't know. I just don't know. But with all the cheapies that we've got, whether I'd be uh, wasting. Although, the in philosophy, um, a fullback that you could pick in your center wings, I don't mind. Um, number 10 on the list. This is the top 10 for owned. Um, is Balance Taware 16.2%. Yeah. Um, he's, he looks to me like a likely customer. A lot of the Dolphins fans that I talked to, are excited to have him in their squad, but I don't know if he's going to start for round one and you can't do it. Can you? Can you imagine the scenes if we get Jesse McLean, Valence Tawara, William Warbrick, Khan Pereira and Alamotti round one? Like that would just be insane. That's starting to reach... You know, 2019, where we got like Garrick and Sebo and Ravalawa. Yeah. Oh, it'd be others, perfect. You know, it'd be perfect. It would be perfect. I'd love that so much. But no, I don't think you can pick him if he's not named to start. Yeah. I mean, and give it a, give it a TLT. Be, yeah. I'll take him for sure if he's there. Yeah. I mean, if there's a basement price center wing, you pick him, 
right? Yep. Um, no, I think uh, he probably will start at centre by round 10, but I don't think he'll be named there round one. Yeah, if he's not there for round one and round two or round three, well, we're, we're talking about having to wait an extra week for Schuster and it not being worth it. So how can you start with Tawara if he's not picked for round one? It could be any amount of time before he comes in. Um, yeah. William Warbrick, we've already sort of discussed how good he looked in the trials. He, on merit, he could jag a spot. I've got him in there at the moment in my team. Yeah. I don't know if we need to talk more on it. We just um, need to see on TLT if he gets the run. He looks terrific. Like, I yeah. mean... It's, what he he's he's a tall timber, but he's a big body. Um, yeah. Oh, mate, he looks good to me. He really looks like. He, I mean, we talk about breakout year. I've never heard of the bloke, really. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think. Oh, I think it was Karen Munster that said, "If I were a betting man, I'd have him in our. I'd have him tip to start in our side round one." And yeah. like, I just can't see him losing that spot. He looks because like he really adds something to him, eh? It'll be Tonema Pia that loses his spot in the, in the centres when Olam comes back, right? So he's reliant on Pappenhausen returning. And Pappenhausen could be second half of the year now, it seems. Yeah. he said that he came out yesterday and said, like, I've seen reports that are saying that I'm, I'm backing rounds five to eight. That's a little bit ambitious. It's going really slowly. Yeah. So, yeah, I... It also, that's good for Nick Meany, which I'm sure we'll touch on later. But like, Warbricks are shooing for me now. It looks like he's leaked uh, Eremiah and George Jennings in the pecking order. So yeah, no, I mean, know, looks, I'm rostered on. Yeah, he looks he looks better to me for sure. Um, let me put these um, with Chance. Let's talk about some of these in that sort of price range. Isaac Thompson at fifteen percent, Remus Smith at twelve point five. Tommy Talau at 12.5 and Terrell Sloan at 12.5. Let's talk about him. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll start out with Isaac Thompson. We've got a guy playing at the end of a hot back line who's actually willing to do a bit of uh, dirty work. And so I think he's the best of the lot in terms of potential. Like he averaged 64 last year in the two games he played. Uh, he had really good base. And uh, I liked what I saw from him. What are your thoughts on uh, Thompson? Well, I mean, on my Instagram, I was I was hammered, and I let people pick that I'm going to have him in my team, so I'm probably going to have to put him in there for chance. Um, That's not too know, bad. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be complaining. No, I think I think I've I've already been teetering on whether I'd be happy to do that. The thing that worries me is, um, well, I'd be it'd be a shot in the in the back if he didn't hold his spot. But if you're a believer that he he got the the spot on merit. And if you're not concerned about their early runner games, because, you know, most likely with him being a 300 and something, you'd you play him, wouldn't you? Or would you yeah. sit him um, in those hard um, games? Look, with the, it depends on what type of set of wings we get. So, like, Alamotti, right, he seems to be a bit of a high floor set of wing, but maybe not as high of a ceiling. Cam Pereira might score tons against some of these weaker teams. And Warbrick, well, he's a winger for Melbourne, so he could he's probably good for a 30 or 50 usually. But I think Isaac Thompson's four makes him such a safe play regardless of team. And Souths are pretty much are in an elite team themselves, so they'll be able to score tries against the best Yeah, well, someone, the I saw someone on the social say that the other day. Everyone's like, oh, everyone's going on about South's hard draw. You do realise South is a pretty bloody good team. 
it's like, yeah, um, they are actually a pretty good team. And, um, you know, they're, they're still probably going to do well against those teams. They're going to still have opportunities to score. Remus Smith um, back off um, a long layoff. He's obviously bolted on into that team. Um, he's at uh, 12.5%. Any love for, for Remus? Well, if you're looking for someone who has really good job security, he's probably 150k undervalued. I think Remus Smith's a guy. Like he's not an exciting pick, that's for sure. But you know he's going to average 45 to 50. You know he's not going to get dropped at any point this season because he's currently, you know, the Storm's best centre because Oldham's injured. Um, and yeah. Oh, I think he's safe. I think um, he's a very safe chance, pick. chance of him are just sort of no frills. I think they'll score 30, 40, you know, maybe up to 50, pretty, you know, most weeks. Yeah, I think, yeah, safe as houses. Um, however, if we do get a lot of these basement center wings, I don't think you can pick him just because you save you'll get similar and you'll get very similar output potentially more. Yep. I like it. Um, you know, and I, he's not going to hurt you, really, I don't think, in yeah. big, big scores. Um, Tommy Talao, 301,000. Um, I wasn't happy with what I saw. He sort of looked short of a gallop in the first trial. He looked much better in the in the most recent one yeah. to me. He, he did look better. Uh, I suspect he might have just been blowing the cobwebs out in that first yeah. trial. He got burnt badly by Braden or Williami. That's how you know you had a rough game. Rough game. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I think he bounced back. And I mean, if you're looking for someone with maybe a little bit more of an NRL upside than Remus Smith, then you probably look at Tommy Talao. And with more NRL upside, you probably get more super coach upside as well. I think he yeah. could, if he established himself as the, uh, if he as the like the star center for the Tigers, which is what you know, has been tipped of him for a while, then he could push a 50-55 average. But I just, I'm, I think Isaac Thompson will trump all of these options. Yeah, so you've got him in. probably only have one or two of these guys. That's right. You can't have all of them. I mean, unless that's your build, you're doing all of them. Um, And I don't actually hate Tommy Talao. If I was ranking them, I'd probably, yeah, I I mean, I've got to go Isaac Thompson. I'm going to rate him number one. I'd probably go Chance to Remus, um, three Tommy Talao four, um, and and I yeah Sloan at five. Uh, look, you know he scored in that second game. It was the one where he was a bit upset after the game. And why wouldn't you? Because they were rubbish, the Dragons. I, I couldn't touch him personally. Mm. Same as I sort of went with um, Perham. I think Sloan's looked better than Perham to be honest. In the fullback, yeah. he scored a try and he got fifty points. Um, he's he's yeah. kind of got a bit of the hammers about him, where it'll be a try and fifty, and you're going to need that try. Um, I'm I'm just not going to go there to start the year. Yeah, um, I don't think I will because he plays for the Dragons and they've got the bye round one. Yep. If he was named round one in the starting team, I think I'd pick him because he's he's the sort of guy that we know he's got the talent to be one of the better players in our game. And I think he will deliver on that as, as this year goes on. I don't think, despite the fact that he plays for Anthony Griffin, I think Anthony Griffin will lose his job before round 10 or 12 this year. I think it's going to be a very short season for Hook. And then the interim coach will realise what he's got in Sloan and just say, pick and stick. So this season might be a write-off. Let's get Sloan ready for first grade because you're our future fullback. 
Well, I mean, yeah, I agree. Um, you hooks the first to get fired this year, yeah. you reckon? Uh, and do you reckon any others are going to get fired this year? Um, Holbrook. You I reckon? think we'll lose Holbrook. I think we'll lose Holbrook. I feel like if the Titans start slow, he's gone. Yeah, and that's right. A lot of it, it, what it, what happens it, with him, he and and probably even it seems like Newcastle just stay on O'Brien. Oh. I forgot about him. He's yeah, got to be no, a chance as know, well. Adam O'Brien might be going faster than Holbrook, but I think both of them will still leave after uh, Anthony Griffin. I think he will lose his job so quickly. He will <laughs> yeah. not even be funny. If they lose five in a row, he could be out of the job. Oh, I mean, he's a chance he can go before the bloody season starts the way they're yeah. <laughs> uh, All right, <laughs> now, look, um, now that was ownership. Um, we've covered a lot of the cheapies and middies in there, which is great. Just a little cheapie that on the side is that um, that I actually liked what I saw in the trials was Tupu from the Tigers. Ah, um, uh, yeah. He, I mean, my Tigers friends are like, I think he's going to get the start as well, um, which is interesting as well. We could get another one in there. Oh, but I don't think he's – is he bottom dollar? No, he's not. I don't know. Let's have a look. Now, I don't think he's um like the two hundred thousand, and we got a lot of those no. other ones in Ooh, there. He's three thirty four. Yep. So he's in the middle. It's a bit much. Yeah, it's a bit much. All right. Now let's change tack because this is um an interesting way to talk the road less traveled because some of these guys are not as high ownership as some of those other ones, and you know someone of the quality of Joseph Manu. Yes, he costs you eight hundred and one thousand, but if you got yourself an extra seventy k lying around and you don't want to go a Val, this bloke ain't a bad one to anti pod Val with, is he? Eight point three percent. Um, Joseph Manu. Yeah, I I like Manu, but that's because I'm a I'm a big Roosters fan. Um, I feel like we will all own Manu at some point this year, but I don't think we should start with him. Yeah. Um, I feel like that eight hundred thousand for a pure center, who's not even got goal kicking or any any special side effects, you know. Um, I think you just you say thanks, Joseph. I'll see you in round thirteen or round fourteen or whenever Teddy he gets to six fifty or something. He's straight in for me. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it actually, you know, eight point three. Some people are paying up for for Joey Manu to start the year. He hasn't even played any preseason games, has he? Because he had the face. Yeah, um, he's got a slight face fracture. Uh, he's in some doubt for round one, but I think the talk is he'll play. Yeah, yeah, I remember Coach saying in that recent game saying he's in doubt. Um, number two on the list, um, just quietly turned up in their most recent trial when Manly <laughs> won the preseason tournament. Ruben Garrick, we always say Ruben, because Ruben's such a quality player who he kicks goals, he's now added to his, a feather to his cap of being very serviceable in the fullback position, filling in for Tommy. And we don't even care if Tommy's in the team because everyone gets better around Tommy, including Garrick. He's at 9.7%. Um, he's centering fullback Jewel. He costs 742, so he's the same as Val. I mean, come on. Mm. No love for for Garrick? Um, probably not as much love as there is for Val. I think well, at the Garrick, ownership... Garrick can get, get hundreds. Garrick can get hundreds. He's a hundred so getter. So, yeah, so can Val. But I reckon if you looked at last year, I bet you um, Garrick got more than Val. I reckon he got double the amount of tons as Val. He did play a bit in full. He did play a bit in fullback as well, mind you. Um, That's but, all right. 
you, you know, I'm I'm saying I reckon if you wanted to anti-pod, that's my well look, you can look it up while I'm I'm spitting. I reckon yeah. um if you want to if you are if you say you hate the cowboys and you're like, well, I don't want to go, Val, I reckon Ruben is your guy. I mean, and we'll mention a couple of others that I like as well. Ruben can get hundreds. Ruben will be on the back of tries um, with Tommy Turbo in the team. He's going to slot goals. And based on what we saw from Manly, they're probably on the uptick this year. They look good in the um, preseason. Strange mm. things have happened. Nearly just a tick under 10%. So he's still a pod for the moment. He's exactly the same price, basically, as, as Val Holmes. And I don't, I mean, Val's at 30%. So it is approaching antipod territory. And, I I don't mind Val. I mean, I don't mind Ruben Garrick. I think sometimes people say, oh, that's overpriced for Ruben. And, and much like we just said with Joey Marnie, we'll wait till his price comes down a little bit. Is he going to play centre this year for them? Um, Not yet. He'll start on the wing. If he's at centre, then this would be a very short discussion. Yes. You know, it would be Val. Yeah. Um, they both had the same amount of tons last year. Both oh. of them had four tons. Right. Admittedly, Garrick did play one less game. So... Yep. Fair Bring enough. it to that which you All will. Right. So look, um, and they're both yeah. good goal kickers. I just reckon you could do worse than go Garrick because we do know Garrick's just got that thing about him. He's he's a he's a worker, isn't he? He gets himself involved. Mm. I like Garrick as a player. I'm 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 not going to say to P. I'm saying if you're a pod hunter, and it's not exactly a super pod because he's nine point seven, but comparatively, um, when it comes to him versus Val, um, you know, he's quite a bit less owned, and I reckon they'll probably go around the same. I've chosen to go Val just because I like their draw and I reckon there's going to be more tries on offer probably to start the year for Val. Um, yeah. Another guy um, on the list, you know, for um, price is Alex Johnston. Um, center wing only for, for him um, uh, this year at 713,000. He's at 6.1%. People are taking, I mean, isn't our rule of thumb with, Alex Johnston, you can just go Carm Pereira, who's like a poor man's um, yeah. Alex Johnston for 200k. Are you forking out 713 on a hard draw for the South Sydney Rapidos to start the year on Alex Johnston? Um, I, I, oh, I've never heard it go well when you go early on Alex Johnston. Like, usually he drops 100, 150,000, you buy low on him, and then he goes probably around 100000 more than his starting price. That's yeah. usually the season formula for Alex Johnston. Yeah, he's one so, of the yeah. easy ones recipe-wise yeah. for me. You wait till he's low, you get him on the – once their drawer opens up, hopefully he's lost enough money and you get him in on the runs. This um, is the slight issue with Johnston this year, though. They've got the buy around 16, 20, and 26. So right when he's going to start to warm up, you probably shouldn't own him. So he's around one to thirteen kind of guy, like most oh, South Sydney. So maybe that's what people are doing. They're just going, all right. Well, he's not a, exactly at the price that I want, but I'm not going to go Val. I'm going to go Alex Johnston. Well, I mean, I'd prefer Ruben to me. Yeah, um, with he's just going to have a better floor. Taylor May, we know, um, is no good um, because of the ACL. Campbell Graham is um, one player that mm. I really like myself, 664. He's one that I'm probably less concerned about um, with their draw because he's um, you know, a worker. He takes, yeah, he takes the, yeah, he's fixture-proof. He takes the tough runs. He's got a really nice base. He's 2% owned, which is an Uber pod. Um, yeah. Could you get around him? You know, just oh, say if oh. someone doesn't want to go Brian Toll, you can go a, a Campbell Graham? I think I could get around him. Um 
I owned him for a reasonable chunk last year, and I was relatively impressed. There's no upside to him. He's not going to get you tons, but he's going to get you between 55 and 85 every week. So yep. if that's the sort of consistency you're looking for, then, uh, yeah, he's your guy. But I think I'm going to still take Toto over him just because I think Toto, he might be maybe 50 to 120 instead of 55 to 85. Yep. Um, number seven on the list, which we know you were a fan of at a certain point in the preseason, um, Nick Meany, fullback uh, yeah. winger. Um, he's going to start a fullback and he's going to have a pretty decent run there in the fullback position for the Melbourne Storm. 4%. I haven't really loved what I've seen. Well, much like um, uh, Chance of a Cookstar, he played one half of a Fair enough. trial. So we don't really, we don't have quite enough to. Um, to determine whether or not he's going to be a bust. But I think he wasn't fantastic. I agree with you. He wasn't fantastic in that first trial. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I don't think he's one to start. Yeah. But I think he's one you'll want to get in fairly early because he could uh, he could go nuts because he's a goal-kicking fullback for the Melbourne Storm. See Nico Hines, see Ryan Pappenhausen. They all score insanely well. Mm, well, I mean, I, I feel like Nick Meany's probably only 50% as good as those two players, but we'll have to wait and see because, um, yeah, I just don't know. I, I, I'm You kind of hope to get answers from the trials, and I don't know if I felt an answer come through on Meany, um, mm. but the logic says a goal-kicking fullback for the Melbourne Storm. Um, the next one on the list um, who I floated in the, my pod chat with uh, Brent um, is Ronaldo Mulatalo. 640,000. He is an absolutely sensational finisher. There's no mm-hmm. way Graham in there killing Talakai and Ronnie. I like Ronnie mm-hmm. as a pod move to start the year. Ronnie is 3.1% owned. The Sharks have looked good in the uh, They look like a well-oiled machine to start the year. They have a pretty decent enough um, draw. Yeah. Um, what do you reckon about Ronnie? I I um, I do like Mortalo. I love Mortalo for Supercoach, actually. I can um, see I can see big tries because I owned R- Ronnie last yeah, year. While there same. was no Ray, Wade Graham, it was absolutely yep. beautiful owning him and it's and Talakai. Good times owning yep. both of those guys at that time because it was I I think I brought bought um, Ronnie in for their buy because I'd already had Talakai um, and it mm. was gravy until Wade um, jumped into the team. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I think we will probably be all considering. Mortalo at some point this year, and I, uh, I don't know. I, I, I would I, if I had a bit of extra cash, mm. I would have had half a mind to go with Mortalo over Brian Tyo mm. and bring in another premium centre wing. But yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think I could do it. Those, you know, right I like now. those. I like those players that say, "No, I'm not." Just because of Brian's ownership, I'm not doing it. I want to go Ronald instead, and I like it because I think Ronnie's going to get a lot of tries this year. See as if a Talakai, he actually looked pretty good in that game. He did score well for Supercoach as well. He's going to cost you 635. He's only center wing this year. Um, but can you go? Can we all jump on that wagon again? Can we jump on this? You're asking, you're asking the wrong person. I know. I'm asking uh, the wrong person. I know. Because I would happily jump on that bandwagon again. I didn't have him for the 165, but I know that this dude on his day could be the best center wing in Supercoach. Just because of his elite amount of tackle busts, his hit-up work rate, 
and his upside. He it's just a sensational combination. Like it's like putting together a devastating edge back rower who can tackle, bust, and offload with the work rate of a Brian Toe or a David Nofaluma sort of guy. And that's Sifatawa guy for me. So well, again, he's, asking he's the wrong guy. He's 1.6, um, so he's uber pod. Uh, look, he he and Ronnie are around the same price. I just go Ronald, I reckon, for finishing off the tries. That's my preference. But, I yeah. mean, um, last year people had a ripping year based on how and and, and when they they did the Talakai moves. Um, so, you know, buyer beware and non-buyer beware. That's, that's where I, I sit on Talakai. He's such a he good cha- he can dictate super coach at times with the way he scores, and so I think I'll be wanting to get him in fairly early on. I'll definitely he'll be one of my first uh, center wing upgrade targets for sure. Um, let's just go through a couple quickly now. Zach Lomax at one point two percent. He's not even playing in round one. Are you going to just sit a six hundred and thirty four unknown entity <laughs> for this year like Zach Lomax on your bench? <laughs> Go sort yourselves out, guys. Sione Katoa, he's also a really good finisher. Um, he's going to cost you 630 as well. Isn't that funny? Um, Ronnie, 640. Talakai, 635. Sione Katoa, 630. And if that tells me anything, it's like the Sharks um, share it around mm. there for attack as long as Wade Graves not in there and everyone gets a bit yeah. of a slice of the pie because they're all at 630. He's 0.9% yeah. owned. Um, he can go on real runs of um, try scoring, can't he? Yeah, and not just on that. Jesse Raymond six eighteen as well. So that entire back line oh, is just yeah. Well, that's right. He looks actually trim and and and, and yeah, good shape for this year. Um, uh, Jesse Raymond. Um, um, on uh, Sione Katoa, would you believe me if I told you he had no tons last year? Yeah. Well, that's I mean, ridiculous. Yeah. Isn't it? Well, I mean, he spent um, a fair bit of the year, year injured too, didn't he? So he did. Um, he did have. He he's a he might be a late late in season target. I think personally, he might be a good pod because you don't want to overload on these sharkies, right? Yep. And I believe their last buy is round seventeen. So if you were to pick Sionica, if you were to pick like three quarters of the sharks back line or two or three players of the sharks back line, it it could pay off for you in the in the run home. Yep. Um, look, I'm going to skip a few names. Um, I'm going to go down to ones that are interesting Sibu. to me. Um, no, I mean, what, what's Sebo? <laughs> um, Daniel Tupu, uh, 2.5%. He's going to be over there with Suali'i. Do you reckon you could start with the giraffe this year at 605? Oh, 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 you know, I want to. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, so he's awesome. such a you know, like I like having him in my team. You just and that's what I was going to say about Campbell Graham is it's fun to watch those teams when you've got these two blokes in your team. I just you know you go like yes, run Daniel, take that run, and he busts a tackle. You know he's a, he, he he put rolls his sleeves up, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Finish and... good in the air. Doesn't mind taking a run out of their own area. He's just a good player. He's getting older, yeah, but. Yeah. Um, would you fork out the 605 against some of the other options? Would you Andy bought a, a, a total with a Tupu to start the year? I, I, I probably would, actually. You're a bloody Roosters fan. Um, yeah, I don't I hate it, do I don't it. it I would, um, at 2.5. I do it with Sifatalakai as well, so it's just that I'm a bit of a lunatic. 
I mean, if it was my team, I would be going to that side two out of three, every three plays. So yeah. Daniel Tupu could be on the receiving end. David Nofaluma, um, he is an absolute gun of the past. 605000 so he's not all that cheap this year to start with. 1.6% of people taking a punt. Do you reckon Nofo is on for a resurgent year? Um, mm, I think it's it's funny that we call it a resurgent year, yet he still started at 600000 yeah. You know, yeah. like that just reflects on how good of a super coach scorer in the past that he's been. Yeah. Um, I think there's a chance. It depends on how the Tigers play. If the Tigers are playing like a top eight contender, then I think so. I think so. But if they're playing more like, okay, next year's our big moving year, let's lay some foundations this year. Because last year was not a foundation laying year. It was a wooden spoon year. That was where the... That was the cherry on top of their rapid demise, right? So I think I uh, I would rather watch and wait than start with him. Yeah, I mean, I kind of I try to look at my team and go, where am I taking a risk? And I've got to keep my risks to a a, a reasonable number. Um, mm. And I don't know if I would add that because I think it is a risk. He could be, yeah, could be a, you could be a genius. Um, um can I quickly there is mention? Mike Acevo, in 2021, he did his ACL, and then he comes back in 2022 and improves on his season average. Yeah. Well, I, I think he's like the second player ever to do that. Yeah. He's like the second player ever to do that. Um, so I think he, he improves again this year, in my opinion. And once that draw opens up post-round eight, yeah. and if Acevo has a bit of a quiet start, yeah. I think he'll be a very highly owned player. Yeah, I think um, if the price is right and you get into that nice juicy draw, I think he'll be on the back of the, the back line getting some tries. Lockie Miller, um, center wing fullback. You've liked him at a certain stage as well in your preseason. Uh, I like what I saw from him in the trial. He looks busy. He looks a bit yeah. no frills. He looks like a bit of a tackle breaking sort of one. Runs it back with yeah. a bit of gusto. Um, five hundred ninety-three thousand. He just looks like a good NRL fullback. To be honest, he looks like someone that belongs he looks like i think by the end of the year we'll be discussing him in the uh clint gutherson reese walsh uh dylan edwards category of fullbacks i think we'll he, Lockie miller will be alongside the, that tier of fullbacks yep. because he's a worker out of his own end he's underrated uh in the passing you know you know what i mean like the back line moves he's pretty good in those as well he can create numbers. He's fast across the field. Uh, I, I really do like him. People are saying he's a trap. I don't think so. I reckon he's a super pod, personally. And yeah. I probably would own him if he'd played a few more games there. Yeah, if he like, I, I still stand by what I said at the start of the preseason that if he was a bit cheaper, I'd be much more keen. I think the five ninety three is a bit of an awkward price. Yeah. But I think the signs have shown me that he's definitely not going to be a trap. I think he looks like he's going to score well this year um, in your center wing. Um, let's just yay or nay it because we don't want to go over for too long on some of these next ones. Herbie Farnworth, he's at 3.1%. I think he's better than Stags personally. Yeah. Um, you know, that's a little pod move for people. It is a little pod move. I think he's actually been a guy that I've been targeting in a lot of my draft leagues this year. Yeah, same. I like just him because, in draft because yeah. he's a, He's a real worker, and he he's actually got a bit of flash about him as well. I really like yeah. him as a player. Exactly. Um, so, yay one, for me. 
Yep, Selwyn Cobbo, he's at 10.5%. So people are taking a run on him to start the Ooh. year. Certainly a talent. Um, 586 is pretty affordable too. Yeah, ownership's a bit too high for me to take a flyer on him in comparison to one of these general uh, set of wings. I think his ownership was like 3 4% less. Yep. That's where um, the interest starts to come in. Yep. Um, in my pod chat, I, I mentioned Greg Marju, 3.4%. <laughs> well, on the weekend, if he can get his defense in order, but nevertheless, he's going to be a tackle breaker and he's going to finish tries. Um, yep. 581,000 with a soft draw for the Newcastle Knights. I, um, I've i got half a mind. I don't think I will. It, after, the, of... after their weekend trial, people were sending me teams and I just noticed way more Greg Marshu in there. And that's the yeah. thing. He he can rack up super coach points. He just can. Because of the style of player he is. He's a super coach friendly game. Yeah, he is. And he was, he was t- before his debut, he was touted for ages as one of the best super coach gifts we could ever get. Yep. And um, I think he's, he's still delivering on that. I think if he can finally establish himself in first grade, he will be a premier settling for Supercoach. He's got to get, he's got to get his defence in order. Um, he does have to use If, if I order. asked you what you thought Murray Tuolagi's ownership was to start the year at 578, what would you think? Well, in front of you. No, I haven't got it in front of me. It should be above 10%, but I don't know that it is. I'm going to say it's around 8.5. It's 5%. Um, I mean, look, I've said, I've said, I'd like to get a slice of the um Cowboys, and if you can't afford a Val, a couple of hundred thousand saving, you can get Murray Tuolagi. Oh, don't do this to me! Don't, don't, don't. (laughs) Better every year, in my opinion, as a as a as a as a player. Um, can you believe that Josh Adokar is at eleven point nine percent? I think I look. I understand where these people are coming from, right? They're saying this is going to be one of the premier left edges in the comp with Kikau, Alamotti, Burton and Fox. There's going to be a lot of tries out there. And I think they might be right, but how many of them are actually going to go to the winner? Like, Paul Alamotti is a destructive ball runner. Kikau is admittedly not a ball hog, as much of a ball hog anymore, but Matt Burton is a ball hog. If he just sees that they've marked double teamed a fox and they've double teamed kick out, he will just run that thing himself and score. Yeah, there's I a lot of people that can a lot of people that can score tries in front of him um, yeah. before the ball's going to get to him. They do have that crossfield kicker, I guess, but I like his That's price to be low. Points. The same way I like AJ to be low, I would not be starting with him. Um, eight point eight. How much is he? Uh, he's five hundred and thirty. Oh, okay. So I think the price is a bit of an appeal on that as well. Yeah, it? I think that that's why he's at eleven point nine. I would have figured, uh, for five hundred and thirty-two, you know, go um, Murray Tuolagi five seventy-eight. He's a bit more expensive, but um, mm-hmm. look, you know, Josh Adokar. I think when you think about ones that you can take a punt on uh, at five thirty-two, there's a guy who can score one hundred on a on a given day. And that's yeah. Josh Adokar if he gets a bag full of tries. Um, Katoni Stags, a lot of people are a glutton for punishment, <laughs> aren't they? 8.8% of them. 511,000. Apparently he was injured all last year and he's healthy again. Uh, well, talk to me about Stags. Some people are just kinky super coaches. They just love getting hurt. Yeah. You know, like this is a stupid pick. Like <laughs> with the greatest respect. 
he's got Penrith and North Queensland round rounds one and two. Yes, yeah. he does run into St George Dolphins and the Tigers, and you know he probably has a hardy match up against the Raiders. I don't know what to make of them this year. Uh, Titans are same deal. I don't know what to make of them. Um, and then you've got Parramatta South Sydney again. So it's it's not a no 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 no. Stags no. of all the people in Supercoach, really, and I feel a little bit of like this on Talakai. If I can see the shoots of that, it's a season that they're on. Maybe then I could jump on, but I cannot go pre round one. I can't start him in my round one team. I just can't do it. Um, moving on down to we'll get we'll get down to the, the to the end of it now. Um, Xavier Coates, people are taking a punt on him at eight point one percent. He's only four hundred sixty six thousand. Yeah. I don't love um I don't love Melbourne outside backs. I've gone and put in Warbrick because he's a bottom price cheapie. There was a time where um you know he was he was pretty good. I mean people got him when he was a midi to start the year last year and it worked out okay for them at times. Four sixty six thousand mm. for for Xavier Coates. I um I see why he's eight point one percent. I I understand the ownership because their draw has some nice elements to it. Um, it's a bit hot and cold, so you're going to get good scores and bad scores all, all throughout. Um, but no, I understand why Xavier Coates is 8.1% because you're paying a mid-range price for a guy that can score 140s probably on his day. So I get it. Yep. Um, we'll move it on down to the last couple that we'll mention. Um the first of those being, uh, where is he? I just had him on the screen. I was like, I can't believe that. Um, Hayes Dunster, he's $234,000. He's still 9.1%. I think that's got to do with um, price. He hasn't even yeah. been. It looks like they're going with Sean Russell. And is Hayes going to get a game to start? Um, There's a center spot available. It'll uh, either be, I think it's going to be Zach Cheney, though. So, but like... It's for like a week or two, you know. Yeah, because um, so you wouldn't back pick, isn't he? Um, Waka Blake, Hang a Blake. Yeah. So you wouldn't. I'm not saying that Waka Blake will walk straight back into the team, but I'm also saying that like you're probably better off trading in Zach Cheney than starting Zach Cheney. Um, but no, talking about Hayes Dunster, I don't think he's going to get the start. He's also, I don't think he's going to do brilliantly in an NRL sense this year. This is a comeback year, you know, just get find your feet back again in rugby league. And 2024, I think he'll become an NRL starter permanently. Yeah. Um, Bostock for the Dolphins. He's Ooh. featured in their trials. Yeah. He's um not in their 30-man squad. He is a development is player. So it's huh? Not is he yet. not in their 30 man. Not not yet. Not from what I've heard. So he, if he gets elevated to the to the top 30, um, he could technically be there for round one unless that happens he's not going to be able to play till around 11 so that's something for you to keep an eye on he is nine point something percent i lost him on my screen because it just went closed down yeah 5.7 5.7 um, um look if you if he, they elevate him to the 30-man squad and they've seemed to have preferenced him even to Tawari for a starting spot obviously because he's a winger and they wanted yeah. a, a winger um i mean Yippee, if he's if he's there and he gets elevated to the 30 man squad, it looks like he's got a bit about him. Yeah, he does. And um well he's just two hundred thousand. There's not much to talk on him. He's a basement price winger. Yeah, he plays for the Dolphins, but I think 
they'll still be able to score some tries this year. I don't think I think they've got a decent enough attack and a decent enough back line to be able to score at least two tries a game. And you know, when you if you're scoring at least two tries a game, you'd think a winger scores one of those. Yeah, I mean, have I got any dolphins in my team? No. I've got Ray Stone, I think, and that might be it. Oh no, I don't have Ray Stone anymore. Oh, you took him out. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I got no dolphins, and I don't, I don't feel bad about it at all. But if Bostock mm. did get elevated and got a, a spot, I mean, I kind of would prefer Khan Pereira, Alamotti. I like Warbrick because it's a better team, and whoever gets in there for the Penrith. So, but basically, on team alone, the Penrith bloke and the Melbourne bloke take a spot in my team, and a finisher like Khan Pereira and a and an up and coming weapon by the looks of it for Alamotti. That's, a, that's four bottom price cheapies. I'd all have a head of both stock personally. Um, Nathan, uh, that was a big long one, obviously on center. We have a lot of good stuff in there. I think we've pointed at a couple of pods, which can be risky. Um, we've got the popular ones and where we sort of rank them. We've got some bottom price cheapies that we feel, you know, are, are good ones to sort of slide into your team. It's a big area this year mm. that looked like it was all doom and gloom and we were going to have to plug it with middies. Now we can sort of go back to the old conventional style of a gun maybe or two guns in my case, if you like, and to plug in some midi, uh, your middies and, and cheapies. I think center wing is a place that just often gives us good things and it looks like this year we're going to have a little bit more there than we thought we did originally. Yeah, and are we going to cover Taruva or do we know enough on a... Well, we know that Taruva is. I mean, we we'll look. We'll talk about the the Penrith guys. We we know that Taruva has filled in there. And the, what I want to know is why we we knew that May was going to be out for the first two games, and it was always been said mm. that it was going to be Taruva. Yeah. So, like, that's my thinking, right? Why is it all of a sudden now McLean? Because I I think I said it to you yesterday, right? All on the last one that uh, it's like. They lose Stephen Crichton next year, and then they're going to have to probably call Taruva back up to play centre full time. So they may as well just put Taruva, get Taruva a year's worth of NRL experience, put him at centre, and he'll be a better player for it. So why call up McLean? I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, look, I think if Brian wants to go back to the left, I think you know the other guy's more of a right centre, they say, or a right um, winger. So. Yeah. That could be the that could be the case. Maybe they were just saying, look, well, well Brian is going to be our right winger, so we'll put Taruva on the left to start the season because we can't put that other we can't put Jenkins over there uh, on the left, and Brian's mm. going to be our full season right winger. Now that they know we're, they're going to have to do a full season, they go, let's get a a right winger and let's get a natural, you know, let's get the left winger back there. Although Brian's played probably more games on the right now. Yeah, um, I don't know, but I think he's he, well. We saw better things from Brian when he was on the left. But that was with Kikau and stuff out there, wasn't it? Yeah. They're still going to have Targo. Um, Targo into and, Torquil, that's a nice edge. Yeah, it is. I, uh, Luai out there. Luai and we don't we know who's in the back role. Well, we, we think, think... Gana. I'm, I'm starting to think it might be Hosking potentially. Would be. Uh, um, but we'll find out, won't we? Yeah, we'll find out. Look, one way or another, like, I agree with what you said. Put Taruva in there. I, I still don't think it's a, a, a decided thing. And just the, the fact that they were going to put Taruva in from what we heard to cover those original rounds, you know, with, we we said maybe Brian will go back to the left and they'll do other things. But what I'd heard was they were just going to put Taruva in. Um, so mm. there's got to be a possibility. You have him in your team. He costs more than Jenkins. If it is him, he's not even added to the game yet. Oh, McLean, McLean. McLean. That's, oh, that's it. Yeah. McLean. Yeah. That's right. So whoever um gets, if, if McLean gets added to the game and, 
TLT says that he's going to be in the team and not Taruva, go for it. Save yourself 75K and put him in. Yeah. Whoever it is that takes Taylor May's spot, I reckon yeah, is, is, is good for you to own for Supercoach. They'll be one of the best cheapies this, this year, yep. whoever replaces uh, Taylor May. Yep, absolutely. Well, Nathan, it was a big one. It was a good one, as always. We, we're doing them thick and fast. Really. But now we got the luxurious finish it on fullback before season mm. starts. It's been a big That'll long a... haul of um, potting yeah. um, to get all of these out. But I think that the the second row one and the center wings were the big daunting ones, and we've done it. I think we'll finish off nicely with fullback, which is not as complicated. But um, hopefully yeah. everyone enjoys it, and we'll talk again to you soon, eh? All right. See you later. Cheers, mate. Kick and chase by Mullins. Kick and chase again by Mullins. This will be a miracle. Oh!